um, thank you. And uh, before we get into the word, uh, this morning the Lord just laid on my heart just to share a little bit about the man of God before he comes up. If he knew about this part, I'm sure I wouldn't be able to because that's how he is. Just like how even when he was saying, uh, when he just started, his idea of ministry is preaching with a paper bag over his head. That's how much he wants all the glory to go to God. So yeah, the Lord just said, you know, just share a little bit about him this morning, just so you can know him. So don't look at my notes. <laughs> So anyway, I just want to share that um, he is very hardworking just because I don't want to lose my train of thought while he's kicking me or something say, let's move on to the message. That's why I just have a few things written down. Uh, yes, so uh, very loving, very kind, very selfless, full of energy and full of passion and very hardworking, as I said before. And he is also a person of his word whatever he says he tries his best to accomplish that and that's one of the qualities in him that attracted me in the first place because i do enjoy somebody that says something and actually does it and that's one of the things that he does even if he promises if he says something to you he will make sure that it's done even if he has to pull me along and get me involved in something that he promises you but it will get done that's how he is and also i was even thinking about um how kind he is and um i was thinking um because we waited like say six years before we even started a family because i was saying to how kind he is and i'm also a person that's very kind and if we keep giving away everything like what what are we gonna have for this family that we're starting because we're both kind but him even more so he'll he'll give you the shirt off of his back and then say to me you know what we'll figure it out the lord will provide himself a lamb for us where in which we're concerned but not not in the sense that you know he does it without um being responsible about it but that's how far he would go just to shed some light there even though he might be passionate and and sometimes it will come across as being hard but it's the love of god that's inside of him for you because he wants the best for you that's why at times he'll be so passionate and so in your face as some people will call it it's just the love of god and also another thing that really stands out to me is um the life that he lives and he really live what he preaches he doesn't wear a hat okay he's one person today and then behind closed door he's somebody else no what you see is what you get and um also he lives he lives that life you know and it really uh move my heart when i really see that say you know what in these days it's really hard to see someone who really lives such a lay down life for the lord and he also live a guarded life in the sense that if he's gonna preach today for example the day before he'll make sure that he's in the presence of god laying there just when i say laying there just like a dead man just seeking a word for you guys so you will have and sometimes I will say, okay, let's go to the mall or nope, nope, I have to preach tomorrow. This is what I'm doing. So he will just lay down there and I'll just take the kids outside and he will just minister before the presence of the Lord, just so he will have something to give. And the day before, he doesn't even want to expose his eye gate to certain things. He doesn't listen to certain things. He literally just lock himself in this little room until say late in the afternoon. 
and and that's something that's very ad admirable for a young person and um even in my life looking even at his life it really helped to pull me up to that next level and i just wanted to share that and um if i'm supposed to leave you with one word that describes him it's passion so here this morning i'm going to turn you over and give you to the passion of christ that burns inside of him and and also the wisdom of God that comfort. And even sometimes I would wonder when he would preach is like in the, in the beginning, I would say, oh my gosh, like this word that he's bringing forth, it's harsh, you know, like what's going on. And then the Lord, you know, he would speak to me and said, you know what, that word that I'm putting, it's not him, but it is me. And I would always get the confirmation. So if sometimes he'll preach something and it will be very hard, go inquire of the Lord, do that. And then you will know where that word is coming from. Okay. So I just wanted to share that. I won't take any more time. And um, I just pray, Father, right now, oh God, as we hand the, the rest of the service over to Andrade, oh God, that will be bringing forth your words, oh God. I pray, oh God, that will go forth, oh God, with power, oh God, with precision, Father. You season his words, Lord, with your power, with your love, Lord. Let it go for it, O oh God, with precision as your people, O oh God, receive that word. Let it shift, let it transform, Lord. Touch their hearts, O oh God, as your people, O oh God, come to hear from you. Go before him, Lord, as we give the rest of the service over into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Pastor, take it away. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you, Kim, for those generous words. And uh, I receive them because it's, it, it's uh, from the Lord. And, you know, the Lord is, uh, all of us need encouragement. And, uh, you know, when I need energy and, uh, and encouragement, the Lord will provide that for me also, as he does for you. So we're all in the same boat. And when the Lord uh, have these words spoken over us at different times, it definitely, uh, you know, encourages us and uh, let us know that he, that he's with us and so forth like that. So I really appreciate that. Amen. And, uh, yeah, and we're, we are, we're hoping that all of what we're doing, what the God is actually doing uh, through us, and then doing uh, from you guys back to us, because we do receive from all of you guys too. Whenever I speak with um, with you guys or you share your testimonies or, you know, just uh, anything that's going on in your life, it encourages us. And um, and that's what we, why we're here. We're here to, to um, you know, pursue God together, individually and also together. But I thank God, you know, uh, for where he has us now. And I thank God for what he has spoken over our lives. And I thank God that we are there are people right here in this uh, country of Canada, in this city of uh, uh, London and Toronto and beyond, right? That are um, really believing God for a move of God that is local to us. That is local to us. And now I've read all of the books and watched all of the YouTube videos too. And, and I've studied the revivals that are happening in different places of the world. And I thank God for all of those things that he's doing in other ministries. But, you know, what about what about here? What about now? What about us? And that is my prayer to God, because the Bible said that God is not a respect to our persons. So if I don't take those in, that inspiration that is coming from all of the other people and the other um, revivals that are going on and then cause God now to, to do something that is local to us, then I just um, listen to a bunch of guys for, for entertainment and celebrated all of what God did through them. And I'm not that type of guy. You know, so I don't care. Uh, I, I thank God for the revelations. But you know what? If the revelation is not going to be activated in me, then keep it in a bag. You know, and keep it keep it on YouTube. I, Andrade don't have to listen to that. This here is all about that because there are too many people that are, are in and around us. 
that need us to um active to be activated in god and go out there and, and, and do the works that is happening in all the other cities all the other countries all of the other revivals that are actually going on and it's people like you and i right we're regular people it's the grace of god that enables them to do what they're doing and it's the same god okay <laughs> and if we open up ourselves to the word of god and to the, um that level with the same works will be done in our lives and through our lives and god will get all of the glory for it and that's what we're we've committed ourselves to do now this is not a very a convenient thing you it stretch you in uh and it challenges you you know someone once said accept the challenge so you might feel the exhilaration of victory george bernard shaw and that is my um my mentality i'm accepting the daily grind that comes with seeking jesus christ and taking on all of the flack and all of the um the hiccups and all of those type of things but i know if you you stay uh consistent that god will make something out of you so i choose to believe when i don't see anything happening i choose to trust the word of god and 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 this will happen for any individual not me not kim any individual that does this so we're gonna go on from here we've been um boasting in christ you've probably got some people think i'm cocky but i'm i'm uh, if i'm boasting in christ i'm both i'm boasting on the word of god so how does, does that make me cocky when i'm telling you what god can do and what he will do right and it, and by the way god has already spoken over like he has spoken it over your you guys lives he has spoken over me and kim's life so it's done that that this thing is just like a it's kind of like it's very comical for me to do ministry because god has already accomplished it. yes there are things that i got to do but there, there there's no way i'm dying in the desert right because the bible said that god has given a measure of faith uh to every man and faith come by hearing and hearing the word of god so if i'm in the word and i'm being led by the spirit how can we fail this thing is done so when i read god's generals and, and the smith wiggers and the catching Coleman's and all of those type of people and i and i go whoa all of these people are dead you know well you know the, those older ones they, they're dead and i'm thinking you know what uh maybe uh 50 years if i go that long from now you know either they're gonna be reading about me or this thing time is wrapping up so fast and 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 this um century is gonna go by and are we gonna allow god to use us right that's what this is what we're pursuing with a lot with aggression very aggressively very the, this kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence taking it by force so god has already given us certain promises i know that i'm holding god to his promises right and if you align with scripture and align with the, the spirit of god you can hold god to his, to his promises where it, that which he has spoken in his word it has to happen in your life it has to happen you're not negotiating this thing you're demanding what has been promised to you by your father and this is the type of um a bold uh faith that we need to have if we're going to have something like a revival in um in our own country here and we're not calling uh all of these you know like um it's good when they come over right I, you know, Canadian uh, churches like to import the U.S. preachers and preachers from all over the world. And good. But I tell you, if they ever come, let it be that what they let go, they leave it right here with me. Or don't come. Don't come. Listen, because we have too much of a spectator mentality in North America, right? Where we go to the, the great stadiums and we see the great basketball players and the NFL players and the soccer players and we cheer. Okay, and we, we, we have done a little bit of that in the body of Christ, where we have uh, made this thing about the ministers and the people who are in the pews are the spectators and, the, and the, you know, the pastor and the preacher come and he does his thing every week. That, that, that is his um, stage. Well, you know, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in, um, you know, it don't really tickle my fancy when, I, when I'm the center of attention. Okay, and, and I have 
three, four, five hundred, a thousand people clapping and, and cheering me on. You know, that might be good for some pastors, but that don't really do it for me. You know, what does it for me is when I go on the street and I preach to people and the people accept Jesus Christ as Lord and as Savior. Period. That's it. And people get healed and blessed and come into this revelation and this understanding. And then I go touchdown, home run, boom, and God get the glory. Right? So that's where we are. But then it takes a work. We are understanding also that it takes a work for this thing to happen. I'm telling you, you don't accomplish anything in the natural world by sitting around, by camping around and hoping. You got to go after that thing. And the more lofty the goal is, the more energy, the more focus, the more attention you got to give to that thing before it will produce any result. Any result. Look at um, the intellectual aspect of um, doctors, lawyers, those who study um, for PhDs and so forth like that. No wonder they get paid so much more. It's why? It's because of the effort that they have to put out to get there. And if we want that dimension of God that we talk about with the book of Acts, signs, wonders and miracles, and then we just go into church and just listen to a guy and just go back home and don't do this thing 24-7. Don't let this thing burn so, so strongly inside of you and seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness. Then, you know what? We're always going to be substituting the life that is here and now in the flesh for what could have been based on the promises of God that are in his word. And I want to look at a scripture here, uh, Matthew 5, 18 to 20. Matthew 5, 18 to 20. Because I noticed that a lot of the churches are not really preaching the word of God. Are all of the counsel of the word of God. And we refuse to do that here also. We refuse to um, tickle people's ear with the grace message only. Jesus speaking here. He said, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. So that means we have to take into consideration the whole counsel of God, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And this grace message is many of the times, it does not incorporate the Old Testament. So that means it cannot minister to the demon. It can't minister to people who are um the devil is actually fighting them on many levels and they hear all of the, about the goodness of god the mercy of god and we know it's true but they're still stuck in bondage and that's why we have to we have to be um honest enough that when we read the word of god we accept the whole thing verses 19 whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so he shall be he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. So God is saying that when we don't regard all of his counsel, both the fullness of the Old and New Testament, and teach men based on only partial truth, that we're going to be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, teach them that the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, he shall in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. So as I read the word like that, I take it just like it is right there. So I thank God for what he's teaching us. I like this, um, this particular topic that we've been talking about since last week about iniquity. Uh, you know, I've heard multiple um, teachings on inner healing, for example, and usually they stop at the soul. Right. So we talk about soul healing and I've actually recommended um, even some of you guys have recommended people like, uh, like Katie Souza and she does wonderful teaching in regards to healing the soul. 
But this, um, what we have been studying about iniquity since last week, goes a, a, a level below into the spirit. And, you know, I've always heard people say that when you come to Jesus, that your spirit is made perfect. It's the issue is with your soul. Right? But I, I believe that, you know, over time, God is showing us that uh, our revelation is progressive. And, and um, the, pretty much the whole body of Christ understand that the, the spirit not, is not necessarily made perfect when you come to Jesus. There's a lot of things that are going on there that needs to be dealt with. Right? This seed that we um, spoke about of iniquity and where it, was, where it started. Last week, we went into scripture in regards to how this is a substance, as we read uh, Ezekiel uh, 28, that was found in Lucifer. Right? Iniquity was found in him and God cast, cast him out of out of heaven and from before his presence and lucifer came down into the garden of eden influencing a serpent and then um and then coming against adam and eve and he put them in bondage he transferred the seed of iniquity to them and they went in their spirit went into a dormant place and they were not they did not have the relationship with god from that time henceforth that they used to have and we are from that genealogy. We are from the Adamic bloodline. And this seed of iniquity, when we are conceptualized and born into this world, we have that seed inside of us. It's in our spirit until we come to Jesus and truly we're born again. And now, we are, now that we are born again, we have to allow, there's another seed, which is the seed of Christ that is now planted. But we have to allow full expression of that, the spirit life. That's why we, we, we teach about um, Galatians 2.20, dying to self. Now, this dying to self process is not very comfortable. It's not comfortable. And we don't accommodate it. We don't accommodate it by allowing the Holy Spirit to undertake that level of work inside of us. And because of that, we live defeated lives. Because this thing, this substance that came from Satan, that was uh, handed down to Adam and therefore handed down to you and me, it destroys every part of your being, from your spirit to your soul, and then it materializes in your body, sicknesses, diseases, poverty, and all of those type of things. And until, and then and what we do in a general sense is we pray um, just physical prayers. So when someone is sick, uh, many times we have a person or we have many Christians praying and interceding for that person. But there is a, a legal issue that is happening there. And God is good and many times he gives us the breakthrough. But when there is a, a legal issue, when there is um, the fact that Satan has a legal right to be afflicting this person and that area is not dealt with, then we're limited in our prayers being answered because God has to be Lord over a situation before we begin to see that level of breakthrough. So what the Lord will do, will do now is give us that revelation, that understanding. And then now we really begin now not just to pray, but we begin to minister to people by the leading of the Holy Spirit. God will give us different levels of uh, revelation and understanding as we read the word by the unction of the Spirit. And when you go before people now, if I'm praying for a person and they're not getting healed, then I have to now go to the Lord and ask the Lord, why is it? that this person is not getting healed? Is there some underlying thing that is causing them to be stuck? Right? Instead of just me constantly praying and, say, and decreeing and just 
and speaking over them and commanding this healing or this deliverance. That person could uh, have generational issues. That person's could have, person could have sin issues or unforgiveness. Many things could be going on there. And it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the breakthrough. So this week, we want to go into the, the second aspect of this. And uh, we're going to look a little bit more into how it is that, especially when it comes down to sicknesses, how is it that we have so many people ill in the body of Christ for so long periods of time? Right. And, and if we go to truly go to the Lord and ask him, begin to ask him about this, he will reveal it if we really want to know. But this thing here is what we've been talking about from the beginning. Life in the spirit. Romans 8 talks about life in the spirit. The flesh profited nothing. It is the spirit that quickened. And when Christians understand this and understand the level of the spirit life that must be functioning in them and how they must walk away from this world system and embrace the fullness of the words that Jesus Christ spoke, that is when the miracles will happen. That is when the breakthrough will happen. That is when revival breakthrough in, a, in an individual, in a city, in a church. So let's pursue God with this honesty, with this honesty. Let's go before God and lay down before him and say, Lord, what is my life about? I did that. Lord, what is my life about? I know you're the captain of the whole church. And I know there's a lot of people on planet Earth that, uh, that are in your body. But my God, I'm a little boy. I'm a little, um, how, do I, how do I matter? How do I have an individual relationship with you? How do I hear your voice distinctly from others? I don't want to swept up in the tide of everybody. I want to be defined in my role and my relationship with you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. If you really do this, God will begin to um, do business with you. And he will, like oh, Kim was speaking those words over me, I, I know it's the Lord, right? And he will do this for all of us. When we do truly begin to do business with God, honestly. So let's go to um, first scripture. We're talking about iniquity, the poison that destroys the human body. The poison that destroys the human body. Iniquity, the poison that destroys the human body. <clears throat> let's look at that from the word of God. And if you know, know anyone or if you have a sickness that is in your body, and you say, Lord, how is it that I came to Jesus Christ and this thing won't leave me? I pray. People have prayed for me. And this thing won't get up out of my body and go. And when you walk and you and people were crying out to you and saying, heal. I, 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 the, and you spoke to them. They received their healing. What is wrong with me? That is the that you have to put at the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. You, you got to go to God with that um, mentality that he would reveal what is the underlying issue why you're stuck medically, financially, relationally. The eyes of the Lord is searching the earth, looking for those people with this mentality, looking for those people who want to live life in the spirit. God has no use for our physical body unless the spirit life is inside of us. That's what we call religion. When a person just do um, penance out of his intellect 
and, and then leading his body to give to the Lord's work financially or to go serve in a church. All of that, that doesn't mean anything to God. He owned the whole, all of the money in the earth. What can you give him that he doesn't own? We can't do that. What we can do is to allow the spirit life, your spirit connected with the Holy Spirit in totality to dominate our existence. Not one day, not two days, every day of your life. It's every day you come and you give your life to Jesus Christ. That is what I'm, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm um, uh, pursuing God for, you know, to die. I'm not, I'm not worried about money. If God is the owner of the earth, when he wants to, he can give me whatever money he needs to give. Faith. Right here in the city of London, right here. And let me tell you something. The Bible says, a prophet have no honor except in his own town and among his own people. Many of you don't believe me because some of us, we have seen, I know Andrade, who is he? Who is he? That's what they said to Jesus. Too. Well, I'm a child of God and I believe in you. You're a child of God. And if God has spoken anything over your life and you embrace it, let me tell you something. I don't doubt you for one second. You begin to speak those words into this ear and I will say, yeah, you can do it. And that's what you're supposed to speak into me. Right? So let's do this thing. Let's do this thing right. Let's do this thing together. And then when we go down in that church, okay, that Presbyterian church that God has given there in London, Ontario, and we, be, we begin to, I'm telling you, we're going to put some creak in those boards. But better yet, the Spirit of God is going to come in that church. And the naysayers and the doubt, they will, they will, they will now see, whoa, that it's God that works in men and not men that do this, these works. Romans 8, let's read 5 to 9. It says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. We ain't promoting the flesh in heaven, Lighthouse Ministry. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. I want you to hear the words that are spoken in scripture in regards to the life and the spirit. This is where the victory is. Anything less is not going to be pleasing to God. It's not going to get the attention of heaven. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. That is the, when we allow the seed of Satan that came through Adam to function through us. Even as Christians. We can't live a life pleasing to God. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. We cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of God, he is none of his. That means God don't even own you until the spirit life is functioning inside of you. That is the word of, that is the, what we read from the scripture here. So every time I get up and this body here, because I'm, man, I'm, I'm a human like everybody else, and thoughts that are associated with this world, Okay, and this body is pushing me to do something that is not of the spirit. I got to learn to put the body under. That's why I was saying to Kim this morning, we need to, we, we, you know, when you're being thankful to God for all that he has done for you, for life, for health, for strength, you know, for some, uh, for food to eat, you can't be, you can't, your soul is always looking for the next thing, the bigger house, the bigger car. Why, why am I stuck here? No, you know, I, 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 I'm being thankful. I'm invoking the spirit life of thankfulness inside of me. <clears throat> and I'm negating the, what the flesh wants to prop up itself. I say, flesh, you go under. I'm, be, I'm thanking Jesus. I'm ruling over my thought life. Because everything in this earth is pouring things in you. Pouring things in, trying to influence you. If you go on the internet 
and specifically for something, you see 20, 30 different things are being suggested to you, to pull you, to um, spend time, spend money in, what, in something else, which is not consistent with the life of the Spirit. This is the fight that it takes daily. And God is looking for people that will consecrate himself to them, to him in this fashion. Then your prayers will be answered. Then your body will be healed. So let's go to, uh, let's look at a, a depiction of this in scripture, even in the Old Testament. Let's go to the book of uh, Daniel. Daniel 4 verses, we'll read uh, 24 to 33. And if you, you know, we might not have the, the time to read the whole scriptures. So after we finish, you know, you can go and um, do your research and get a little bit more familiar with it. But this king, Nebuchadnezzar, he had a dream, right? And he was calling everybody, the soothsayers, the people that work, work witchcraft to interpret this dream for him. And none of them could actually interpret this dream. So he called on Daniel, who was a, a man of God, and Daniel um, interpreted that dream for Nebuchadnezzar. And basically, God was actually communicating, communicating to uh, Nebuchadnezzar that he had iniquity inside of him, and that there was going to be a manifestation of that iniquity. So if we pick it up at about verses 24, it says, This is the interpretation, O king. And this is the decree of the Most High, which is come upon my Lord, the King, that they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. So God was telling him that he was going to be driven from his kingdom, and he was going to be living among the beasts. And they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee. Could potentially mean seven years seven months i'm not really um interested in that part right now till you know that though that that the most high rule it in the kingdom of men and give it it to whomsoever he will and whereas that they commanded to leave the stump of the root of the tree root so god had said that he will be driven out but he will not be totally destroyed thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee after that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule you see what it says here after that thou shalt have known that the king, that the heavens do rule. After we know in our heart, in our spirit, and we accept that Jesus Christ is Lord, then we will have the fullness of the promises of God in our life. This idea where we do the religious activities, that's not impressive. God is not impressed with that. Verses 27, whosoever O king... Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness. See? Break off thy sins by righteousness. How do we break off our sins by righteousness? It's by grace. The life of Christ imparted to us. He is our righteousness. And thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. So God was actually giving him uh, before this thing came to pass, this word that God had spoken to him came to pass, God was tipping him off as to why this is actually happening. And that was, that was because this king was harboring iniquity, thoughts, giving himself the praise and looking into uh, how splendid and powerful he was and not giving God the glory. Verses 28, 
All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power? And we are doing the same thing. We might not be saying this, but we are doing it when we are not allowing Jesus to take lordship of our lives in totality. Religion is not allowing Jesus to be Lord. Penance is not allowing Jesus to be Lord. It's total surrender. And I'm sure what we read in the book of Acts, we don't see it happening in the church now. We're running scared like everybody else in this COVID. How do we do? What do we do to change that? We have to make an assessment. Personally, I have to say, what am I doing wrong? We cannot go on like this. Verses 31. While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. So you see, that word actually came to pass speedily. No. We have an opportunity here, just like God was giving Nebuchadnezzar an opportunity to hear the words of Daniel and make adjustments. But God knew already that he was not going to make any adjustments because he never really had the wisdom of God because he was calling on gods, never really had a relationship with God. But no, you and I, in this day and age, we have a personal relationship with God, with the Father, through, through, through Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit. This here is not supposed to happen to us. We need to break the seed of iniquity. It says in Proverbs 27, 23, verses 7, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart. Not as a man do by his deeds. But it's the inner discourse that reveals who we are. God is not just interested in your physical body. God is interested in the machine that drives your body, your spirit. And he wants total ownership of that. And for that to happen, he has to take us through a process of growth, a process of transformation. And for that to happen, we have to submit to ourselves to his lordship and live a life of prayer. Live a, li when we are going to be making decisions, we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Everything that we do daily, that is what the Christian life is about. But we think that we have to get on the 401 and we have to hustle and bustle with the same system that is created by the devil here, like everybody else out in the world. That is the great, we have to exchange that life. Now, that's not to say that we don't work and all that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that we're all consumed in our physical existence. And that's defeating the spirit life inside of us, right? So let's look, and that, that actually stops the power of God in regards to our prayers now. Go to Mark 7. And we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna do this very quick this morning. And it's gonna give you an, an idea about how this thing actually filters down into your body and causes sickness. This seed of Satan that we went through last week, oh, it filters down into your body and causes sickness in your body, in your blood, in your bones, all of those sicknesses, osteoporosis, blood conditions, all of those things that you see materialize. In this physical body, it's from that seed of Satan. 
Jesus said, I am come to give life and to give it more abundantly. And if we embrace the spirit life, we will drive out every ounce of sickness out of our soul and out of our body. We need not walk. We know too many people in the body of Christ. And this year is the key. Right? Matthew uh, 7, or Mark 7, and we'll read uh, 13 to uh, 15. Look what it says here. It says, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition. That's that semblance of religion and the activities associated with it. We make the word of God of none effect in our lives, which ye have delivered, and many such like things do ye. And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. What is actually inside of us that is defiling us? And it affects every part. It affects even us hearing the voice of God. This seed called iniquity is that thing that we need to totally destroy from our being. The operate. Let's let's now look at the operation of iniquity. Uh, it produces spiritual deafness. No, when you're not hearing the voice of God, this seed inside of you, spiritual deafness. Isaiah fifty nine one to two. Straight out of the word of God. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that he cannot save. Neither is ear heavy, that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear you. So we are in our closet praying, and God is not hearing it. Because we are entertaining the seed of Satan inside of us. It's the word of God. What do we do about it? And who is willing to do that now? When I found this out, let me tell you, it was no little bit of repentance that I did. It was not little. I was repenting, uh, listening to uh, sermons that I bought, um, driving to work, coming back from work, repenting every day. Everything that the Lord could remind me of, the Holy Spirit could show me that I participated in or that was handed, handed down generationally to me, I was repenting of those things over and over and over and over. No man, no preacher, no minister was helping me with this. Well, yeah, the ones that were on the tape and the CDs that I was playing. I went through this process. Oh, I, I have everything that I could that the Holy Spirit showed me in regards to the seed of Satan that was inside of me, I will, and I'm still doing this thing to, until today. If anything comes up, whether or not I repented of it, if the thought come to my mind, I repent again. I want to break the whole of Satan over me in totality and embrace this spirit life. That's the encouragement I'm giving you this morning. You know. This is where the key is. The idea that you just go up and ask somebody to pray for your healing every time you're sick. Pray for your needs. It's pathetic and weak as a child of God. Why would you do that when you can be a mighty, powerful, strong man or woman of God by totally giving your life to Jesus Christ and being led by the Holy Spirit? That is the invitation. And that's what I embrace in totality. 
So I'm guarding my heart. I'm waiting for the wicked one to give me thoughts, okay? Or send offense about people. And I listen, yes, when the devil even remind me about people of the past that did stuff to me, I said, that is a man of God. And I love him with the love of God. Insult the devil. Not entertaining any negative thoughts. I don't care what the person did. But I'm not allowing that thing to play in my mind and, and, and negative things about people to play in my mind. Bless them. Because that is from the, that is the seed of iniquity. We need to destroy that thing outside of out, out of our being. So, you know, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So now, if you deal with this iniquity thing, in this issue of iniquity, you will hear the voice of God. And then they'll be willing to follow him. So what do you do? Make a detailed list. Go into prayer. Okay? Go into prayer. And ask the Holy Spirit to reveal everything that is generational. Every issue. No. Every position. Everything that you're entertaining. That is from the old man. That is from the infusion of iniquity that we receive at conception and birth. Ask the Lord to reveal these things to you. And then now, begin now to repent. Repent even for your, um, your grandfather, your, your, your four parents. Really take the time to do it. Repentance is not, oh, you know, Lord, just forgive me for my sins. No, you have to have remorse about this. Understand that we actually transgressed the word of God. Sometimes even in ignorance. We never did all of the, we weren't responsible for all of this in the sense that when we were grandparents or foreparents participated in things that they should not have but we're repenting on their behalf that is how you 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 know get the the blood of jesus christ to be transfused inside of you the power of god we cannot continue entertaining the life of the flesh and then use religious conversations and memorizing bible scriptures to, to try to prove to others that we are so spiritual it ain't working god reject that every day of the week period i realize that honesty honesty before god if we do that will we have revival oh my god it would it, this will be a revival of the ages when we come together in that little church my god i can't be jealous against people and the anointing that god has put on them that is from the seed of satan of iniquity I have to allow the um, anointing that is on uh, Marcia, the anointing that is on uh, Elizabeth, the anointing that is on Adriana, and those people to be, uh, have whatever ministry that God has placed play, inside of them to be pronounced. I have to defeat jealousy. Some pastors, nobody else can take their mic. Hello? That is the seed of Satan. It's hindering the pro progress of the church of Jesus Christ, and we need to be honest and deal with it absolutely honest and deal with it so that when you go before god and you begin to pray and there's no answer to your prayer you have to wonder what is actually wrong something is wrong unless god has you in a wilderness season and sometimes he's leading you teaching you to walk by faith i'm not talking about those you know times when you don't hear his voice because he's doing it deliberately but this honesty we need it in the body of christ we need it iniquity it prevents us from hearing the voice of God. It makes us spiritually deaf. We have senses in the spirit too. And it can stop though. You can be deaf through this ear physically. You can be blind. Well, 
those spiritual senses of expression can be muted, can be blinded through this iniquity. We can do this, you know. It's the grace and the power of God that allows us to do this. How can we not do it? Huh? When Jesus put his body under uh, with through all of that flag flogging, through and he knew that he was gonna be um going through this torture, and yet still he did not turn away from it. Why is it that we are running? We're running from the wilderness experience. We're running, we're running from truly being taken into that, into our prayer room and laying there for hours, even though your flesh wants to get up and your mind is beginning to, to um, run all over the place. Who is texting me? Who is calling me? You have to, you have to say, you body, sit and overrule that body of yours and that mind of yours, that one and sit and say, Lord, deal with me. Whatever needs to be dealt with here, let me lay here, let me fast, let me pray, and let me stay here until I overcome. We, we, we're not going to do this thing where, you know, it's one preacher. I, I listened to Francis Chan. He said he pastored that church for 25 years. And then it took him that long. Well, you know, very honest man of God, eh? At least he found out after over 20 years. He said, what am I doing? I've been preaching in front of these people for 25 years. And they come here every Sunday to listen to me. Who am I? He, he, he quit. The idea, the fivefold ministry, is to prepare the body for the work of the ministry. Anybody that comes here and sit here have a ministry inside of them that we must encourage to come out of them, regardless of what God has called you to do in his body. Period. And if I'm not doing that, I'm quitting too. Because I didn't get this to get some fancy mic and fancy suit, okay, for people to take pictures of me and put on YouTube and, um, and Facebook. I'm not impressed with my picture online. I, I want to take every ounce of the life that is inside of me to point the people to Jesus who can help them. And encourage them that the spirit life might be pronounced and announced inside of them. Get over the flesh and give your life to Jesus Christ. He will pay your bills. It will open up all of those avenues. He has regard for the life that we live here. That is physical. For the bills that we pay. He has regard for that. He thinks about details of our life. We need to have confidence that he does. But he has spoken about that in his word. And he's careful to bring about those, the fulfillment of those promises in all of our life. But give him your life and have impact. Give him your life and walk in health and wellness and blessing and then extend it to others. You know, a guy called, um, texted or sent me an email on Friday night. He said, four o'clock he went up, he got up and he was in prayer and Bible study. And the Lord, um, Holy Spirit told him to type Jesus on the um, computer in Google. And he did. And when he did, he didn't type or our... Um, ministry website but somehow heaven's lighthouse ministry came up and he went on the website he sent me three different emails and he's like you know telling me that in those emails that he he's 70 years old and he went to bible school at 70. by finished bible school he passed with flying colors and um he really doesn't know what to do at this point he know that the lord put it on his heart long time ago to be a pastor but he never really got the chance to do it i know that he's retired he said, he told me I'm 70 years, but I'm 70 years young. That means I'm full of health. So I called him yesterday and we were on the phone. I was praying for his ministry. He was praying for my ministry. He was giving me um, a testimony of, oh, he was a paramedic 
and he actually prayed for this person that died once when he was when he just became a christian and they and the lord raised him from the dead and this man has had a desire to do this for all of his life and now at 70 he signed up for a course he said he didn't even have the money to pay for the course that cost eight thousand us dollars and he called them and when they told him told him that he said his heart was broken he hung up hanged up the phone and the holy spirit said to him call them back he called them back and they took 70 percent off of the fee he hung up on, on uh, at the phone they called him back and asked him if he wanted to pay in three different installments he said yeah absolutely they called him back after that and told him that there was another discount that was give, being given to everyone that already signed up for the course he ended up paying hundreds of dollars for uh eight thousand dollar course and passed everything with flying colors 70 years old we don't have any excuse and he's ready now to preach the word he told me he has never preached the word once he has never um constructed a sermon i said have you ever been to walmart and testify to anybody he said yes i said you preach the gospel of jesus christ let me tell you that i said you add a few scriptures to that you keep you keep on going on the road and that is it your ministry start there 70 years old do you think god is gonna make that man die in the name of jesus it won't happen and i'm gonna call him again and pray with him because the lord was telling me this morning you need to follow up with that man and, make, and help him and make sure that his ministry gets started and activated even whether it be a cell group in his home or whatever that man's gonna kick butt in the name of jesus christ hello some of you are saying i shouldn't use that word when i preach hello jesus don't have a problem with it man he's looking for people with energy people of prayer and that's what i'm talking about so overcome write down like i said those things that spiritual deafness will be history in your life another thing the operation of iniquity in your life produces spiritual blindness the eyes of your understanding are not open second corinthians 3 that this is actually possible second corinthians 3 my goal here my job here is to deliver the word of god oh my god and people that listen they're gonna be activated period 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 things are gonna happen in your life i decree it so in jesus name it's gonna happen we're taking the harvest guys here in london we're taking the harvest you those people that you uh, pass on the street you know that are involved in drugs and i'm um, begging and so forth let me tell you something we're gonna walk by them we're gonna drive by them and their lives gonna be changed the spirit is gonna hit them just from you driving your car um by them period that is the level that god is bringing us into they will come into the church and they will leave totally changed and transformed this is done 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 hello guys i'm energetic Jesus Christ did that on the cross. He did it already. He's waiting for you and I to come into agreement with it and say, yes, I believe, I believe, I believe. Well, guess what? I believe. Stay believing. Okay? Let me tell you, I'm doing it when, when I'm sleeping in the day and nothing is happening and the devil come and, and try to arrest my, arrest my thoughts. Huh. And I put my feet up on this, this chair here. And remind him who the boss is. Hello? He ain't getting no space in this cranium here. No. I'm not entertaining demonic thoughts in this. No way. The Bible says if you decree a thing, it will be established. I get up. I go into the, into the kitchen. I walk around and I stomp. I stomp on the floor. Yeah. 
And I say in the name of Jesus Christ, everything that God has said in this ministry will come to pass. Woo! Yeah. Believers, where are you? Eh? Where are you? Where are the people that Jesus died for? That is calling now. Where are you guys? Wake up. Wake up to intimacy with the Holy Spirit. This is the fire. The fire of God that I feel this morning. Woo! Let me get some water here. God is sending us to the nations, to the nations. We rewrite, he's sending us to the nations all over. God is going to send us. And everywhere we go, woo, we get off our planes. My God Almighty. Oh, yeah. The fire of God. I feel it here. Where was I? Second Corinthians. Whew, I think I ripped my Bible. No, I need a new Bible, but I need a new Bible anyway. Hello. My God and my King. 2 Corinthians 3. 14. Ha. 14 to 16. I feel God. I feel it coming down. No. But their minds were blinded. For until this day remained, the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which was which veil is done away in Christ. Why are we spiritually blind when the life of Christ is inside of us? Huh? Get out of the flesh and get into the spirit. Verses 15. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. Hello. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty. You can't have liberty when you're hopping in church. Hello? When sickness is in your body. And all of that type of stuff. What, how do you solve this issue of spiritual blindness? Those areas that you're holding back from the Lord. In this day and age, it's the money for many Christians. Can't give up this part to you, to the Lord. But you want God to open up door and give you promotion at, at, at your work in the workplace. And you never gave to the work that Jesus Christ is doing on the earth. I will build my church. You will build your own house. And you're going to build it with finances. But Jesus is going to build it. His church on this earth here. And he's supposed to do it without finances. Some of us never serve. Never gone to a church and give him time. Or make the sacrifice of praying for our, bro our brothers and sisters. When you get involved in those things, then know you can go before God. When you allow the Lord to take total ownership of every area of your life, then know you can have conversations with Him about that area of your life. Then you can ask Him to increase you and bless you. But why would he do it when he's not Lord? When you're going to take it, engineered by the seed of iniquity, which is fear, that is going to tell you what to do with these blessings that he brings your way. You see why our prayers are not being answered? You see why we're not being healed? Not going to give ourselves to the service of the, of the church of Jesus Christ. Are we asking God for all of these things? The answer is no. He's not doing it. Identify the areas of your life that has not been surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Go now. 
and identify the areas of your life that you don't trust the Lord in. Write them down. And then give that area to the Lord. And then the blindness will go. And then now you'll be able to see. Your, under, your understanding will be open even more to spiritual things. When you go to the doctor or the mechanic, they find out specifically what is actually going on. They run a diagnostic test to figure out what is going on and then treat you accordingly. You can't generalize with God. You got to be specific. And he wants every, every different area of your life that is stagnant. You got to give him Lord over it and say, Lord, I don't care. You tell me what to do for you are Lord and I'll do it. Now, this here is the big aspect of it, the big aspect of it. Iniquity produces sickness and pain. There is a cure for the blood disorders. There is a cure for the bone disorders, the osteoporosis, the diabetes, the cancer. That medicine. How many doctors we have? Peering down in all different kind of stuff. Trying to look at, let me see what's going on in the body there. All different kind of lenses. And even now, more diseases are being created. More drugs they're working on. Clueless. Because they don't want to go to the level of the spirit. They want to stick to this material world for all of the answers. The answers are not here. So they will forever be blinded. And here we are Christians depending on them. And God says at a certain point, yes, depend on them because you don't have faith in me and you lack understanding in how I function. So he, told, he tells us a time to go to the doctor before we die. But he's, he's hoping that you would come back home and take up your Bible and truly get before him and pray for that understanding that can cause the spirit of a man to get up and heal the body of a man. That is what we're talking about this morning. Third John uh 3 John 12, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. This thing comes from the spirit life and then touches the mind, the soul, the emotions and trickle down into your body, into health. Doctors even notice, medical expert, what do you call it? Psychosomatics. They, they see that the thought life have an effect even on the organs, that if a person get, is angry or bitter, those things actually cause chemical components to come up in their body and it destroys your very, your very organs and lead to sicknesses and diseases, blood disorders and so forth. Psalms 109. This is all biblical. You know. Go to the book of Psalms. Psalms 109 and verses 18. It says, as he clothed himself with cursings, like as with his garment, so let it come into his bowels like water and like oil into his bones. As he clothed himself with cursing. You see that? It comes into his bowels like water and like oil into his bone. These are the these are the scriptures that we need to break down because 
this is talking about if you read before it talks about iniquity and that thought life that is poisonous that is from the devil and we human beings we christians play that radio station daily won't forgive others won't get rid of jealousy and the more we meditate on those things because we're in the flesh it produces poison on different levels in our body until those things are dealt with how is it that god is supposed to heal it stop it make render the power of god useless the spirit life has to come to you psalms 31 we have to win this battle and we have to win this battle big big we have to defeat this life this seed of iniquity eradicate it out of our being in totality psalms 31 9 to 10 have mercy upon me o lord for i am in trouble mine eyes mine eye is consumed with grief yea my soul and my belly for my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing my strength faileth because of my iniquity my strength faileth because of my iniquity the man is weak and he's understanding the issue why he's weak is because of iniquity and my bones are consumed what are the arthritis rheumatic pain osteoporosis results of harboring iniquity when are you going to take captive every thought and bring it under the object of um the rulership of christ when that is the day when your arthritis pain will leave <laughs> that is the day when your blood issues will leave when you defeat praying constantly father in jesus name i command that this sickness here yes god he like that let me tell you when you go on the evangelistic field okay you're gonna see a lot of supernatural healing the people don't even pray they come, somebody wheel them into um, the service, and all of a sudden you hear a noise, and that person is healed, right? But when you're in the kingdom, when you're a child of God, that is beginning, up, beginning to mature and gain understanding, you get your breakthrough by applying this understanding, by, by being willing to cooperate with what God wants you to be willing. Don't go back, no, and find yourself in a evangelistic um, session and think God is going to heal you there. No, no. You're now a child of God with wisdom and understanding on how to grow and get your healing. It's a different way you get it now. We don't get any incentive to act unwise in this kingdom. It doesn't work. God allows you to sit in a church or spend time reading his word and give you that understanding and you walk away and just don't become a doer of the word, like the scripture said. That means you're in disobedience. Let's just call it like it is. And if you're in disobedience, really, you think God is going to just give you um, breakthrough in that area? God does not raise rebels. He, re he raises responsible Christians. He leaves you in that season in, until you truly come back to him. He'll give you grace, yeah even preserve your life, even provide just for your basic needs. But he will not allow you 
that, that blessings, that the, the fullness of his blessings to come on you, or else you will just probably destroy yourself in total. All of those blood conditions and all of these type of things. That is the issue. Isaiah 59. We're going to wrap it up now. Isaiah 59, and let's read 12 to uh, 15. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. Do you see every scripture we go into, it talks about uh, iniquity and sin, and how God totally wants this thing done away with, especially out of his body? And out of his people for our transgressions are with us and as for our iniquities we know them in transgressing and lying against the lord and departing away from our god speaking oppression and revolt conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood this inner dialogue and discourse that is actually going on that christians need to address and look at it in verses 14. And judgment is turned away backward. And justice standeth far off. For truth is fallen in the street. And equity cannot enter. These are the things that God totally are not pleased with. That we are carrying on. Yea, truth faileth. And he that departed from evil maketh himself a prey. Imagine a person is running from evil and, he, and, and something is pursuing him to destroy him. And the Lord saw it and it displeased him and there was no judgment. It's embracing a life being led by the Holy Spirit. It's giving up. Surrender like when the cops come to you. Throw your hands up in the air to Jesus. Don't wait on the cops to come. Throw your hands up in the air and say, Lord, I give you my life. Give your life to Jesus, the old-fashioned way. That's what it is. The gospel is never going to change. You might as well decide which one we're going to do. Give your life totally to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and every area of your life. And say, Lord, what do I, the, the flesh profit nothing. Without you, I'm just walking around here eating and drinking and wasting my life. Simple. When you do that, there is a great exchange that happens. You exchange the spirit life. And every time that old life tries to come back, like a nail that keeps on springing out of a board that you keep knocking down, you find a way to send it back under. Put the flesh under. That happened to all of us. Daily, the devil tried that with me. And I'm not entertaining it. I am not entertaining it. Any of it. I was telling Kim this morning. We're not going to do that. We're just being thankful for what, all of what we have. I say we have all of what we need. And whatever, whatever we need for tomorrow, God is going to bring it anyway. So why am I worried? No stress. No stress. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not worried about finances. I'm not worried about, um, like I always say, retirement. I'm not worried about next year. All of those things are dead. Dead. And every time they ever remind me about them, I say, oh, you can't remind a dead man about anything. He's dead. Don't wait until you're dead to die. Die now. Die to self. Die to the old life. And watch God resurrect. 
that that which what that which die is what the Lord resurrects. The spirit life. Matthew 10, last scripture. Matthew 10 and verses uh, 39. You know, if you're not radical, we're going to scare you out of the church. Because we are really energized. Huh. He that findeth his life shall lose it. Wow, this Jesus, he really get you to think, eh? What do you mean, he that findeth his life shall lose it? And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Man, I leave, I leave you to go on and, and read that one. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Do you want to lose your life this morning, your physical existence, for a life walking with Jesus Christ? What a beautiful thing. This is the greatest sales pitch that you will ever make. It's not the Porsche. It's not the Lamborghini. It's not the $10,000 uh, mansion to all of the, the people that are in the world. Our $10 million mansion. No. It's not the great business that makes someone begin to pop um, champagne and celebrate. Right here this morning. The greatest trans transaction that can happen any day of the week, any time, is when a person hears this message of the grace and goodness of God and the Jesus Christ coming into this dimension and say, yes, I turn my back on everything and sign the dotted line. This is a good deal. I live for eternity and I got angels around me and God is looking, for my looking out for my interest continually. Oh my God, we have it made. We Christians, we have it made. What a deal. What a transaction. What a one-sided deal. Who, who in his right mind would not sign up for this? Where is that? What, where, those, unless a bad presentation was made unto them by the preacher. That's why the Bible says, study to find yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We want to make a good presentation. Because anybody who turned their back on eternity, my God, what madness. When I truly, somebody presented this to me that way, even though it was Jesus himself, my encounter, my God Almighty, I say any day, yeah, I will sign that thing. I found home. I find, I tell people, you know, I've gone to the places and people asking me if I want a lot of ticket. I say, when I meet Jesus, I want the lot, every lot, every single one. I don't need that lot anymore. We see, you go to the lotto stations and look at the 65-year-olds and the 70-year-olds. I don't know what they're going to do if they win the lotto. Heart attack, dead. No, when they're in their 80s, they're still buying the lotto ticket. They're going to travel the world now. huh? They don't even have teeth left in back in their mouth to chew the, the, the food that is on the resorts. And they're in lotto lines. And they've heard this message so many times. Embrace Jesus when you're driving in your car to work. Embrace Jesus when you're in your workspace. Embrace Jesus when you're on your way home. Constantly, this thing is just like this Jesus. And that's what I did. I was, a, I was an annoyance to heaven. And I'm still an annoyance to heaven. But God loved it anyway. Do that. Say, Lord, this spirit life. Pull me in. You know, show me visions. Come, give me encounters. Do what it is, but take me. Take me, Lord. Take me. 
or else the devil will defeat you with the seed that he planted inside of you. Like I was saying last week, he will summon you at his will. And your body will get up and go. And it's like you can't hold yourself back. It's the power of God. This wasn't the power of God to flush the toilet of heaven and cause Satan to fall down into the earth. Hello? And in his weakened state, he's defeating you and I. I'm here to challenge that this morning inside of everybody. Give, up, give in to Jesus. Give in to Jesus. Give in to Jesus. Amen? That is it. Don't, I don't care what people say. Everything that anybody said to me, I say, yes, but Jesus. Hello! I say, yes, but Jesus. Yes, but Jesus. Every word, every voice, everything that people, I say, yes, but Jesus Christ. I kill them with Jesus. I, all of my, all of the opposition, all of the wisdom, everybody that have any other idea. Once I say Jesus, they're gone, 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 gone. You and I do the same thing. He's looking for hungry men. He's looking for hungry women. God can't deal with it when a child of God wake up to the spirit life. The eyes of the, of the Lord search the earth looking for such a one. Who said, I don't want the, what is promising this life. I want the, the life that is in the spirit. God is searching for men and women. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, younger and older. Anybody, whosoever will come. 70 year old man, ready to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go back into um, Bible school and did all of the necessary studies. Even though I'm in the school of the spirit. That doesn't mean that you have to go sign up for Bible school now. Hello, let the Holy Spirit lead. That is what God is looking for. Smith Wigsworth was a man. Catherine Coleman was a woman. John G. Lake was a man. My God, I'm a man. You're a woman. Let's do it. I challenge you this morning. Don't run. Give in to this. Let the body burn. Sacrifice and burnt offering, thou wouldest not, but a body as thou prepared. Let God prepare your body for the spirit life to flow from you. That is our message. True commitment, like the book of Acts. That is the man that when he gets on his knee now before God, strange things begin to happen. Strange things begin to happen. Can you imagine? We have, if we know as we go out, into this ministry you think any covid could come in this in the city of london we would be the spiritual mayors down here anything that we bind die do that get your personal victories get your personal healing and then explode into your ministry that is the message i have this morning We're looking, we're, we're.